Hello and welcome to this oh, you, episode. Sync first. Oh yeah, oh, of yeah. course. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Alice. Sorry. Thank I was you. Just I, fucking I, with the gates. I, I, I will sync here with a, a drop of mm. Timothy Dalton saying, "Selling dope." Mm. Okay. Three, two, one. Mark selling dope. That's right. Uh, let's have Milo saying three, two, one. Mark and then Timothy Dalton saying selling dope just as the cold open. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd <laughs> be fun. And welcome to the TF Podcast. It's that free episode that is it. It's, it's the free one. It is, yes. Mm, I, it's free, coming into your ears, cost-free, <laughs> gratis. <laughs> yep, that's right. There is mm. no, you have not paid anything. You don't pay with money. To us <laughs> for this one. You may have paid someone else. Uh, yeah, like you paid a, t- you paid a tout mm. to like listen Spotify. to this. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got tickets to the Trash Future not live show. Yeah, that's right. Um, yes, that'll be different, by the way, from mm. the live show which we did yesterday, mm. and which will be coming out as a bonus episode in a couple days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, sure. Glad we forgot all about that. I of course oh, was yes, there, there, but I was like, said. as is my want, I was watching from a gantry with a sniper rifle, like in the movie Ronin. Yeah. Yeah, one day Alice will successfully assassinate us. Unfortunately, on every occasion up to now, she's like got involved in some sort of Laurel and Hardy type yeah. hijinks. Like Riley goes for like bearings. a drink of water right as I pull the trigger, and there's like a beautiful, <laughs> yeah. perfect hole appears in the curtain behind him. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now she's like, no, should have rolled more than one bullet. I hate no, when this like- happens. I brought a single shot rifle from 1870. <laughs> mm. Oh, when I reload this thing in just twenty or so minutes, you're gonna be sorry. Yeah, yeah. She she, she aims a aims a musket at me and then ends up like you know killing the bartender who's at a perfect ninety degree. Yeah, angle yeah. I I, I mm. drop the tamping rod down off the gantry and it like hits a guy. <laughs> hey, can you give me my tamping rod back? <laughs> I'm trying to tamp up here. Come on. Oh no, I I drop I dropped my little cornucopia of gunpowder. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you need that? What do you ever need to tamp? <laughs> How embarrassing. Ah, I see mm. you've been watching Seinfeld again. Alice Seinfeld. Yeah. That's right. That's me. Um, no, we got some stuff. Got some stuff to talk Ooh, about. Oh boy, have we ever. Uh, on, um, in, in shortage news, yeah. uh, much of the British I you press. Said shortage news. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> uh, well, there Please. is. I've got some shortage news because on my walk here, I saw mm-hmm. that there is a uh, festival of street art being sponsored by Squarespace <laughs> happening outside Box Park. Oh, fucking awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> I've, I've talked about this on The Bottleman before. I think that Shortage now has to be understood as like a stupid neighborhood. Yeah. Like um, like, like Wait, how you now. have... Yeah, exactly. Like like how you'll have like, you know, different like neighborhoods that have different, mm-hmm. you know, traditions or whatever. Yeah, and this is, this is, this is our, our, our renowned Oaf Quarter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like world, world heritage oaf quarter yeah the oafy kings and queens <laughs> yeah and and to be clear it's not that it was always thus it's no. that it became like this at some point in sort of mm. the last couple of decades mm. yeah uh like I, I, I don't know i always like taking pictures of the street art sometimes as i come down here uh you know people like oh it's extremely new vivant dans une société isn't yeah it? it's a lot of fun um uh, yeah. i think my my favorite one still was someone who did a bottle of like Chanel perfume, but wrote COVID on it where Chanel Ooh. should go. Oh, whoa. It, it does make you think. 
I, I yeah, I thought, uh, boy, would I love to own a piece of this. The one thing I miss about Facebook is the Facebook group Thank Mr. Banky, which was a Facebook group where you could post extremely we live in a society art and graffiti that you found around the place in order to thank Mr. Banky for making it. <laughs> uh, no, so here's here's some other stuff, right? Uh, in short shortage news. Oh, okay. uh, that was the shortage news. This is the shortage news. Mm. Um, the uh, right-wing press has been in paroxysms of uh, bewilderment uh, that uh, lorry drivers, of whom there is a national shortage, are now earning more than uh, you know, um, uh, like architects and trainee solicitors. Well, uh, th- th- one oh, one sort no. of like, locus of this that's been very funny has been Weatherspoons, because Weatherspoons have been having shortages of everything. Um, and this has been like sort of caught in between two things. The FBP guys, who remember that Tim Martin, the CEO of Weatherspoons, was a big Brexit guy, and are now sort of furiously posting, ah, how are you enjoying your Brexit? Hmm? (laughs) Whereas, on the other hand, Weatherspoons themselves put out a statement that said, oh, the reason why this is happening is industrial action because of the unions. And it, ah, and it wasn't. Well, I'm sure one of them would have claimed that they were was, doing a strike if they were doing was a strike, not right? Not the case. Mm. Uh, the Unite put out a statement saying, "Yeah, no, there just hasn't been any industrial action mm. in like warehousing yeah. or like HGV drivers. This is just a thing you've made up to make us look bad." <laughs> yeah, classic. Well, wow. it's actually it's ironic that Tim Martin is a big Brexit guy because he looks like a perfect mirror image. He is like an oaf-pilled AC Grayling, who is himself <laughs> an oaf as well. Yeah, like they look exactly the same. Like if AC Grayling was just about pints and not philosophy, he would be Tim Martin. Two AC Graylings guard the door. One only tells lies. Yeah, and the, the uh, other only sells pints. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I've what I I grabbed a couple of quotes about this from the media, um, and uh, let's see. Hang on, this is uh, the media, but we hate those guys. One supermarket boss mm-hmm. thinks that increasing wages for drivers will result in inflationary pressures. Paying drivers more oh. in itself isn't the solution, as it is resulting in making and them making choices about their level of working hours and balancing reduced hours along with weekend working. No, the solution is to make prisoners do it, which is what we've been doing in the meatpacking industry. Yeah, Mm. Awesome. It will also create more inflationary pressures in the sector, which clearly no one wants. Um, And this is what gets very funny, right? This is where, like, now uh, these people are all saying, please, let us access the EU labor market Mm. um, and uh, Mm. so we can hire... And may I underpay people. Yeah. How are you enjoying your Brexit? Hmm? <laughs> I'm going to yeah. become well, an FBP guy when we like inevitably um, are like forced to rejoin on terrible terms. Uh, I that that's mm. the one time when I will give like the, the like libs some credit for this one because they're going to be having a fantastic time in the mansions. Oh, of course, it's yeah, going to look like fucking Event Horizon in there. You won't be able <laughs> yeah. to move. For like smug rejoin pricks, just going, hmm, interesting. You <laughs> you claim to like want independence, and yet you've been forced to rejoin the European Union. It's just like great. Yeah, I will. I right, will to be enjoy fair, that. yeah, that's that's also a day where I'll be like, yeah, fair play to the libs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's what they I, were right but, about this one thing. But the, I mean, well, number one, right? It's what they're. I, to, I think what they're really change saying. the name of the podcast back to the Romaniacs. 
Yeah, <laughs> they're coming out of the water tower for one last job. One of the cru- one of the crucial things they're saying is we this is none of our, empl- our our economy works unless we can like systematically underpay most of the people who are doing the actual stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, and that's Number fine. One. That's really sustainable, crucially. But like, also not not even just that we do the exploitation, but that we have a constant like reserve army of labor that we can draw on to make mm. them do this shit. Because like, yeah. British people. It turns out mostly just don't want to do it. We don't. We don't want to drive the trucks. We don't want to work in the abattoirs. And without yeah. a ready access of like EU migrants, or I guess people we just fucking conscript from the military or from jail, it's just yeah. not getting done. Well, the thing is, there are people who are doing it, just not at prices that supermarkets want to pay. Mm. Right. Yeah. So ultimately, it's you know, it's there are people that it. It's 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 simply like this mm. is actually happening. It's happening in a way that the um, you might say the FBPE liberals don't particularly care for, yeah. you know, because it's uh, let's say um, not it's 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 proving their point, but it's also denying mm. them their treats, yeah, yeah right, yeah. which they hate. And they, again, they are fine. They are absolutely fine with that yeah. level of like you know labor of. It's quite brutal labor exploitation. So long as they get continue to get their you know custard yeah, tarts, that's, that's why we have to go back to it. Mm. Uh, at, at the same time, right? There is the the, the sort of the threat that you know, there's the constant threat of uh, oh well, uh, if we, we that we must preserve the profit margin at the same level. So if we have to pay drivers more, that means we're going to charge you more because yeah. it's the same and it's it's. I don't know. It seems like there is a lot of consent being manufactured now for everyone to pay higher grocery bills and blame the truck drivers mm. uh, because you know the obviously because supermarkets yeah. never make any profit. That, that's no. the thing is they just the, every every cost and saving they pass directly onto the consumer. <laughs> yeah, there's never course. any gap between those two things. No, no. Uh, but I'd say also you know well so they they said further before we move on. Well, to ease the pressure, we need the government to quickly allow us to access the EU labor market. Again, we need to be able to pay you know, very low wages. Uh, and two, and the thing is, the government is more than happy to let them do that with like mm. putting truck drivers on a shortage occupation list. Yeah. You know, um, whilst the industry must play its part in increasing the driver pool through fast track programs and apprenticeships. So I'm very yeah. excited to have someone driving an HGV who's like had like um, the same level of training they give to contact tracers. Awesome, yeah. yeah we're we're I, I all want, HGV drivers now. Yeah. yeah. I want agency HGV drivers who have had like a one day like uh, m- like moped training course. Mm. And they're like, an HGV in many ways, it's like a big moped. <laughs> so uh, take what you've learned today, fellas, and go out there and get them. <laughs> so I've got, uh, I've got a startup here. In fact, I have two startups. Mm-hmm. I'll let you both pick which one you want. Oh, gee, Riley, how come, how come your mom lets you have two startups? Um, because my parents mm. are divorced. Oh, that's <laughs> right. You get one from each parent. Yeah, that's that's how it exactly works. it. Uh, we got one called Alfie, A-L-F-I, and one called oh, hate that. Cafe X. Oh, fucking hate that more. <laughs> oh, Riley, no, not again. I, I, know, <laughs> Why? I know what the second one is, so go to do Alfie first. Okay. Okay. I don't know. All right, let's talk about Alfie. Uh, this Everybody's is, talking about Alfie. This is from the company's letter to its shareholders. Okay. Our intention to focus on areas of technology which are challenging and finding solutions for areas which are disconnected and currently inefficient in the IT world were paramount for our delivery and positive growth. Along the way, this digital transformation consumed us with so many new insights which had to evolve without getting personal while still being able to understand the complexity of human had nature. Had to evolve without getting personal. Th- th- thank you, Banky. 
<laughs> yeah. Our software pro- program will forever change the user experience worldwide in front of any digital screen forever. Mm. Our philosophy to, right. quote, live while you wait makes it a positive experience for everyone. Live while you wait? What is do you it, think it is? We're on all basis? Well, it, 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 it puts you in like screens like along a queue so you can just like fucking do some AR shit while you're like waiting to see a, a person at a counter. Ah, uh, I'm sorry. No, that's far too useful. Is it like a, a special screensaver that's like the Domino's pizza tracker? <laughs> uh, for like no. your cancer treatment. Uh, <laughs> Why is my pro- cancer on bake? <laughs> oh no, is that good? Please say that's good. <laughs> Alfie's proprietary AI algorithm understands uh, small facial cues and perceptual details that make potential customers a good candidate for a particular product. Oh, oh it's no. doing phrenology on your customers. Oh yeah. Oh, oh no. Oh boy. But but where is the question? Oh, oh, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be really bad. It's is it online stores? Oh no no no! It's uh, out of home advertising. So it's like you're in front of a billboard, and the billboard is looking at, like, measuring your skull like, and yeah, seeing you, if you're you going to buy the thing. you got a Vodafone-ass skull, my man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I do be saying that to people. Uh, yes, that's correct. A new insult just dropped. Yeah, just, yeah like, it's shaped like the Vodafone logo. Just, like a big, just like, say, kinda, like, any, mark. any wireless character and just, like, yeah, yo, you got, like, uh, fucking EE-looking-ass ears, dude. <laughs> you got a big fucking O2 lobe at the front there. <laughs> well... It's an AI enterprise platform powering computer vision with machine learning models, deep learning, and edge computing to deliver the right content to the right person at the right time in a respectful and ethical manner. But the only right. place it's ever been rolled out is in the back of taxis in Miami and Belfast. Uh, I mean, two places that are so often mentioned in the same breath. When, when Pitbull <laughs> said Mr. Worldwide, he was primarily referring to Miami and Belfast. <laughs> the, um. So basically, I drive taxi in my jammy. It's uh, it <laughs> and is, Belfast. It's in the back of Uber and Lyft cars. There are little tab, like Lenovo tablets, right. and you sit down, and then they scan your face, and based on like how what vibe you have, there Wait, is some. So you're magic. telling me that an IBM computer is being used for racial profiling <laughs> for uh, the second time in a hundred years. I'm sure <laughs> it's is... a higher number than that. I'm just yeah, excited. Probably. I'm just excited for us to be like. As we restart the troubles, as the fucking mm. second Irish civil war starts, uh, as you're being kidnapped in the back of a Belfast taxi, you will get like served uh, good insights about things that you might want to mm. buy. Well, maybe the taxis could be an effective weapon in the troubles, and you know they can have a sort of like Catholic detector attached to the sort of phrenology <laughs> thing to enable us to stop the raw. Um, so, basically, here's how it works, right? It's a screen, it tracks you, it plays you an ad. Um, cameras in the hardware monitor mm. viewers' reactions to content in order to preside, pre- provide insights oh, so to if advertisers. I, if I make a frowny face at the advert, it will try and sell me something else. Yes, yeah. correct. If you're not enjoying this podcast, we know. Yeah, so start right. enjoying it more. Uh, so basically, right, you can subs- if you're an, 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 uh, an advertiser, you subscribe mm. to the engagement data and then they'll like track your retinas as you look at the ad. Cool. Uh, they'll right. Track awesome. your voice as you respond to the ad, and then all that will be wrapped up and sold to third parties. And I think we can say, thank God, that this is clearly horseshit. Hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. thank goodness. It is one hundred percent stone bonker horseshit. Yeah. Once, once a once a company says that we use a proprietary AI and machine learning model to you know 
do some MacGuffins. Like, you know yeah. that like, no, this is a story being told to investors. But in this case, the story being told isn't to SoftBank. Oh. It's to uh, retail investors. It's, to, it's a meme stock. Oh, oh. fuck. Oh, that's <laughs> kind of sad, actually. <laughs> um, so... Uh, they, but they also say, they say constantly, but we respect user privacy. We respect user privacy. We respect user privacy. Um, and I think one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this, right, is that I think it really underscores the limits of what privacy is and how to think about it, right? Because pri- like privacy, thinking about it that way, indicates that like if Milo Edwards smiles at a KFC advert, then the orange marching band should not have any part of it. Father McFurphy yeah. doesn't yes. get to know. Exactly. He does not get to know. <laughs> Why does this man who's come over here from London get to enjoy a KFC? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah and, fried chicken. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so this, but that's like the that's how the conception of privacy works, right? Mm. But if they can research everybody and then make a conclusion that like people of Milo's head shape make a certain mm. facial movement when they like KFC. Yeah, eating KFC. It's a movement you do with your face. <laughs> um, then that's not con- then that's considered to be ethical. Have you ever noticed that like, you people with O2-shaped heads sit in the back of a taxi like this, but people <laughs> with, uh, with Vodafone-shaped heads sit in the back of a yeah. taxi like this? Look, what we can certainly say is that people with women-shaped heads be shopping. <laughs> oh boy, do they claim to be able to identify uh, gender? Yeah, oh boy, yes. we can always tell. We um, can always tell. Yeah, but but what I mean by the limits of privacy, right, is that this. I, I think you can say you have an instinctual um, preference not to be constantly a research subject being kind of studied so that you can be better manipulated in future. But privacy never touches that. Privacy says everything is fine so long as you're not identifiable in particular. And it's one of the reasons, I, and I think this startup is a great example of why privacy is such a limited discussion to have. Um, so basically, back to the billboards, they say you, these ad spaces can be fitted with technology capable of identifying facial expression, age, demographic makeup, and gender of passing crowds. Hell Yes. Yeah. It's gathering the data on you that the that like your t-shirt already has. Like I'm a, I'm a welder born in February who likes chicken. Yeah, that's why well, that's why those t-shirts started to come no. out. They were an early version of this. They were a they were a fucking op. <laughs> yeah, like a data set so specific that it is identifiable as you without saying that it's you. <laughs> like, well, let's just say that Canadians who are fans of Niagara wine and really <laughs> like oysters and have more than one podcast, what they tend to like. What do we tend that's, to like? That, that's not that. Like, <laughs> that's not that identifiable. Uh, wine, oysters. <laughs> <laughs> so, they basically they say, look. Are it's perfectly ethical for us to, um, you know, get distinguished because imagine right this, the the implications of this. Uh, if you're like walking up and the 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 billboard just decides you're a guy. Oh yeah, and then I'm yeah. in the bathroom, and when I close the door, the screen on the back of the stall door identifies me as a dude, and like starts loudly ident like selling male products to me. <laughs> <laughs> Arctic Rush. No, I wanted Dove Pink or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. I didn't Lynx want Arctic Africa. Rush. <laughs> no, Lynx Africa. Anything but Lynx Africa. Um, so uh, they say they can distinguish uh, five mood categories between very happy and very unhappy. 
just just fuck off. Just what the fuck are you talking about, you fucking clowns? What do you what does that even mean? Like what do you think that like people pull uniform facial expressions when they're in a certain kind of mood? Yes. Even if the AI can identify the expression. <laughs> it's uh, they, they work out that you use Twitter and it just inverts that. So the unhappier you, you look, the more happy they figure you are. <laughs> so uh, this is this is from an interview with uh, uh, what is his name, uh, Doctor Doctor Pereira, the mm. uh, the guy who started this thing. Okay, says, I'm the founder of Alfie, uh, which we recently IPO'd, and which, with the debate about internet and data privacy raging on, is actually a solution for many of the challenges advertisers face today. Um, mm. It's a first of its kind AI ad tech company from digital out of home di- for digital out of home displays, from billboards and kiosks to TVs and ride sharing. They've only done the ride sharing ones. Uh, it's a. They had. They made eight thousand dollars last year. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, you can call this the outer net because it it identifies can, and interacts with a person. I don't think I will uh, out, call it that. Outside, based on a complete physical profile, but with complete anonymity. Uh huh. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this, and so brands then only pay for views that were seen by a human. So basically, the more people look at your ad, the more you have to pay to Alfie. See that's that's the one right. thing that I think could actually be like marketable. There is that you like sell based on sell like a billboard based on views, right? It's a billing thing, but they've then laden that down with a bunch of other shit about how they pretend that they can identify your mm. gender and your vibe. Yeah, it also doesn't make any fucking sense because most billboards, if you're taking that, I can see why they've only been able to do this in the rideshare situation because you've kind of got a captive audience there, whereas like most billboards are either at the sides of roads or they're in like high places in like crowded public places where this technology couldn't possibly tell if any one person was looking at it or not. Like if I almost every billboard I see in my day to day life is something that I'm driving past. So are you suggesting me that some fucking camera on the billboard is like peering it through the window of my car and discerning what my relationship well, no, to that just, billboard they, they, is? They just ide- actually this could be more successful is they just identify the make and like year of your car and the color mm. and they like personality fucking type you based on that like hey this guy's driving a BMW. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's but, probably really cool. Yeah, <laughs> cooled by our stuff. Why, why every time do I go past to the uh, the mm. fucking things? Cut, uh, like the billboard starts selling me dick extension pills. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, selling me uh, yeah condoms yeah. and uh, uh, links Africa. <laughs> You're gonna need these, buddy, for all the women you're having sex with. <laughs> hey, or men, maybe yeah. it's 2021. Sure, yeah, pal, <laughs> buddy, old pal. <laughs> oh, go, go get that pussy or bussy. Uh, anyway, so Gussie, the last whatever <laughs> last thing about uh, about Alfie. Uh, this is a Miami area rideshare driver who has spoken of the condition of anonymity. I've had it for almost two months, and I haven't received any pay, and haven't been told from Alfie how we get paid. Awesome. <laughs> That's how you know it's a good. Co- it's a very, very good company, Mister Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, so shall we talk a little bit about something else? Ironically, if you can count to quattro, you can actually summarize their quarterly profits. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, shall we talk about something else? Because there's something that's been on my mind recently. Ah. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, Is t- it the dick extension pills? Mm, Shouldn't have well, ridden in no, Milo's si- car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ever since I rode in your car. Mm. Uh, so, uh, no, it's uh, season three. We had SoftBank, and we're not leaving SoftBank behind, 
right? No, no bank left behind. No. No, especially because SoftBank's not a bank. No. Uh, it never was. Mm. Uh, however, I wanted to bring on a new, a new sort of member of our cast of characters. Yeah, because the thing is, oh, we're, oh boy. we're on season four of Trash Future, the one in which we argue that Britain is fake. Um, and so because we're doing a new season, we got to have a new villain. That's just like our, drama. I welcome Trash Future saying Britain is fake, but I would encourage them to go further and say the world is fake. Well, <laughs> that's sort of what I'm doing. Right. Because uh, I think Britain is fake is a great starting point, but I think things are going to get a little bit bigger, especially you could say Anglo-America. Not a real place. The West is yeah. fake. Yeah. The West is fake. Um, so as part of that, I'm going to be talking about uh, a, new, a new technology investor on the scene. Because mm. if you recall, when we talked about SoftBank, we sort of spent a while puzzling out what exactly it not like there is, You know what it is based on like what they say they are on, the, on their website or whatever. But mm. thinking, trying to think a little bit more deeply about what they are and what they mean. Mm. Um, in this case, uh, our new season four... Uh, uh, pantomime villain okay. is a different firm. It's called Tiger Global. Don't <laughs> global hyper mega net. Yeah. Well, so Tiger Global uh, is a very sort of prestigious hedge fund in the states. Right. Uh, it is one of the. In fact, it is one of the Tiger Cubs. So Excuse Tiger me? Management was a very sort of like a legendary hedge fund. It was sort of active in the 2000s. Founded by a guy called Julian Robertson. I think you said Julian Tiger, which yeah, would have been amazing. That's very funny. <laughs> yeah. And then many of the portfolio managers of that fund then left to go form their own funds. And those funds right. were called the Tiger Cubs. I see. Yes. And they've also Some them. named themselves Tiger. In this case, yeah. yes. Does it own Tiger Tiger? <laughs> if only, huh? I would like that actually. <laughs> I think that would be good if it owned Tiger Tiger. Well, because you would you would drive there in your car. It would be a good investment. Yeah, I'd drive to the nightclub Tiger Tiger. Yeah, yeah of course. And uh, have a fun evening. And then mm. you'd say, "Hey ladies, uh do you want to see a car? It's nice." Yeah. That's right. No. And um, at Tiger Tiger that would work. It wouldn't work at almost any other nightclub, <laughs> but at Tiger Tiger I'd back myself. A car <laughs> like one with four wheels. Holy shit, dude. So. So, uh Tiger Global. Uh it, you might have heard of the Tiger Cubs as well, because another one was in the news recently. Uh, a firm called Archegos, which was headed by a guy called Bill Huang, which uh, collapsed because they invested too heavily in Viacom. Uh, oh, and it no. nearly brought down Credit Suisse. You always hate to see a Tiger <laughs> Cub get put down. Yeah. So, um, Tiger Global is like similar to Archegos. It was butted. Uh, but instead of just um, investing in... Uh, you know, making sort of bizarre investments in, in equity markets. What Tiger Global is doing now, uh, it is uh, becoming a VC, but it's a hedge fund. It's doing VC right. shit. Uh, and its founder is named, uh, this is quite, quite a fun name, Chase Coleman III. I see. Chase Coleman. Uh, Chase Olivia Col Coleman's son. Yeah, that, <laughs> that name just dumped my body off a yacht. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, but what's what? We, why are we talking about this, right? Imagine it's, having three generations of motherfuckers called Chase. It's yeah. not even a real fucking name. If you're going to give a name to three generations of a family, at least use a real name. Don't <laughs> use one of those fucked up American surnames we're going to pretend is a first name, like Chase. I, I, I'd be happy to be called like Chase Manhattan or something. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to be called Morgan Stanley. I've just found a picture of Chase Coleman III, and he looks like one of the photos that that, like, uh... Uh, like repixelator throws out. This is this is not a human man. Is the thing? No, 
No, he is not. His oh, his, he looks like a young Brian Rowe. His long-term partner, Lee Fixel, quit in 2019. No way. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is like one of those, uh, these, this person does not exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, why, why are they in the Daily Mail? Interestingly, as well, uh, he, um, uh, her, her, the mother of his, of his wife... Uh, was the um, his mother-in-law? We would normally say yes. His yes. his mother-in-law was the leader of the Estonian War of Independence. Oh, mm. okay. Well, that's usually a good thing. Uh, so that's fine because now there's sorry, an independent sorry, a, a leader is a, a, a leader of the Estonian independence movement, rather. Oh. Uh, and that she didn't fight in the war in the in the like teens, but boy was she I was, a I was popular member. Say, yeah. yeah, she she was in fucking von Goetz's army. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. no. I've just uh, found a picture of him from Bloomberg where it's his face superimposed onto a sparkly gold background with like sparkles in front of his. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm just enjoying it. It's just it's quite hypnotic. <laughs> no, uh, so anyway, uh, that's that's terribly interesting. But what we're mostly talking about here, right, um, is, uh, is is sort of what it is that they're doing mm-hmm. because you know, uh, SoftBank said, you know, what we're going to do, we're going to decide. That uh, we're gonna we are gonna use our giant amount of money. We're gonna make the Saudis slightly less rich. Is yeah. what we're gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna use our giant amount of money mm. uh, to make it so that if we choose to invest in a dog walking app or whatever, dog walking apps suddenly have to be worth a billion dollars. Like a dog, because we're gonna create what's called a huge moat. Yeah. So uh, what Tiger Management has done is they were like, wait a minute. I've figured out if if your jaw if your goal is just to place capital if your goal is just to get money out the door mm. as fast as possible and you don't really care what it is that you're getting it to do yeah, yeah uh, the, the then, KLF invest a million quid yeah yeah um so what they've done roosters millions what yeah it's sort of so what they've done is they've invested already this year in like uh like a cup like some hundreds of startups uh with their fund because they invest in a new company every two days. Every two wow. days, they'll just take like, like t- ten million, or- like yes. an a- oh, 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 I see. So you, you like they've got a big clock counting down in their headquarters, like Pacific Rim. Trash future host dressed all in black and uh, in, against a black background in an advert, clicking their fingers, going every two minutes. <laughs> Chase Coleman invests in a new company. <laughs> <laughs> right, so. They've, but he can be stopped. <laughs> it's not as big as as the Vision Fund, right? It's about they have about sixteen billion for for venture capital. Also, but what it's kind doing, of, you know, nothing really. I mean, yeah. what sixteen billion dollars versus friends. the Vision Fund? To be fair, the Vision Fund's hundred billion was like mm-hmm. earth shatteringly large. Um, so this is quite big. And so, like, what it is that they're doing is they are they say they're making their flywheel spin so fast. That they are just placing money, placing money, placing money, placing money, placing money, and it's you can sort of go back to, damn, I sure do love living in, um, in a, I sure do love living in an economy where we even gesture at the rational allocation of of uh, funds, of capital, of whatever. No, it's you know? a, it, it's a, it may as well be like money pit investing. Yeah, yeah, like if you can, if you can go, and if if they're because the the whole game now is to try and just make it because money is free the whole game is to make not just as big a bet as you can which was softbank but now to make as many big bets as you can didn't there used to be a thing where you had to like before you invested in a company you had to like investigate it a bit to see what the deal was with it that takes up i vaguely remember a a concept 
like this. It had like a name. Don't remember what it was. Um, but you used to have to do it, and you used to have to do like sometimes even like a certain number of hours of it. Um, yeah. It, no. Well, it's a shame that no such concept exists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Crazy old Atlas. I just say things sometimes. Just yeah. So basically, right, it's they they've hired an army of consultants from Bain and Company to just like, I don't know, be, You're like, really hard, tweak consultants. on um, to, yeah, tweak on Adderall and like stare at financial statements for like, mm-hmm. you know, 24 hours at a time before they sign yeah. another giant check. But like, you know, but it says mostly what they're doing is they've realized and they think quite rightly so it's, they've realized that at this point, when when we've been disconnected from the line for so long. Mm. And when most of these companies are just existing to never provide a service to anyone, to just kind of exist and then go up, make the number go up, and then just move the number around a little bit, that you don't really need to worry too much about what it is that they're actually doing. No. You know. The Bain and Company consultants are doing due diligence in the same way that all those private companies that are doing like coronavirus tests so you can go on holiday. They're just going, yeah, it looks fine. Here's, <laughs> I guess you'd, uh, you're all good. So, oh, look at the test. All good. Yeah, here's your stamp. <laughs> Thanks for the 39 quid. They've invested in some old TF stalwarts, in fact. Oh. Remember Divi? Oh, oh fuck. Yes. The, the yeah, fucking yeah. The thing that would let you, like, break up bills and stuff? Uh, no, no. It's no, the, it was um, where you could borrow money against your house, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You could, like, rent your house back yeah. after selling it. Rent your dream home while we help you save for a down payment. You can then buy the home from us whenever you're ready or walk away with your cash savings. A 14-year-old Bane intern has just looked this over and just just screamed yes immediately. And they've just done (laughs) it. That's right. Yeah. Bane and company being staffed entirely by Serge Gansbourg. Um, (laughs) They're old enough, huh? (laughs) See, we've also got uh, a version of Jenny Craig called Calibrate that's basically just a diet pill subscription. Oh, they're awesome. doing fucking tummy tea like an influencer. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. it's like She's just Adderall, basically. So yeah. the consultants are like, hell yeah, get me some like, of that like, shit. like seeing a dog stand on its hind legs, you know? <laughs> I love how they banned the diet pills that actually worked. And so now you can only get ones that don't work. I think that's a step back for society. When they were giving you fucking speed over the counter so you'd eat less, awesome. Because you've got to be high on speed and things. I don't want to say it was a better time, but it was a more interesting time when you could spend your entire life balanced mm. between being on coke and being on heroin. Uh, just yeah, from they like give you cocaine over the, the counter, awesome. you could just like buy explosives anywhere. You could mail order <laughs> a machine gun. I, mm. Yeah, there were too many people starting businesses with their dentists, <laughs> and that's why that had to end. <laughs> Every, everybody was driving a car that would instantly kill them, while like six shots of bourbon deep, mm. uh, yeah. It, like ah. yeah, just swaying. Ah, Mr. Davidson, you've come in for your root canal. Uh, might I share a line with you before we begin? <laughs> so there's the. That's what I like about you, Davidson. You always speak your mind. <laughs> Get in the chair. <laughs> uh, so there's this thing, right? And then there's like a, a, a fertility treatment that employers can offer to employees called carrot. Oh, is there is there Excuse another one me? called stick or like <laughs> carrot? Yeah, using the big, using the big carrot-shaped like cum uh, baster mm-hmm. to inseminate my female employees. <laughs> well, I think it's 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 a health benefit, but uh, for some reason that has to be a tech company. 
Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what cum does? Helps you see in the dark. So <laughs> let's get let's get pregged up, ladies. <laughs> um. But yeah. So it's with with this right. Like, what are I'm not really like the, the the financial press has been talking about it for some months now, right? I'm not really ready to say. Well, here's what it means. Um. But it certainly does seem like there is a kind of accelerating. An engine is accelerating, mm. but I don't know what it's connected to necessarily. Other than <laughs> Nothing, just this just air, yeah. just like I, yeah. I, I hear this weird screeching flywheel noise, but it's not turning anything because we disconnected mm. in season three. You may recall we disconnected the line from anything anyone was actually doing, and so as a consequence yeah. from that, is we've all these things that just that are just turning nothing. It's just it's just Bitcoin again, right? It's yeah. just like t- running a big diesel engine to make nothing. Yeah. And I mean, like, look, it's, I'm not going to say, right, that... Um, I have important Potemkins to manufacture. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, look, I'm also... I'm, I'm not going to say, right, that um, Tiger isn't making money with this strategy. It's making money hand over fist. Yeah, it it's an incredible matter. strategy. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's not one of these things where it's like, oh... And, like, all, all of the sort of Sand Hill Road people, you know, they're, what, what they felt was this, like... Well, they felt like they had the aesthetics of this massively sort of new way of working, this disruptive world, this move fast and break things mm. thing, right? All of those people are now getting very uncomfortable. They got uncomfortable with SoftBank because they felt that SoftBank was a big, dumb intruder in their world, and they were partly mm. right. Um, even still, all of the dumb shit SoftBank sort of blew up on, it made money in all the other things. Yeah. It's just that like... It sort of really... It really sort of sticks in my... It, it really sort of... I mean, look, does it matter... That it makes the entire sort of Hayekian premise that right that like nothing can be planned, nothing can be understood because if you try to plan, you're going to lose tons of money because yeah, our human do, behavior you, you is just complex. Have to, like give it to some genius in both senses of the word who is just going to like essentially assign it at random in ways that are going to be incomprehensible to you. Like th- th- mm. this is like um, a market god that has like priests and they're an elect, and you just do stuff entirely through their intercession. Yes. Yeah. And Dominic Cummings needs to commune with some virgins and, and then decide how the economy is going to work. And, and right. SoftBank, SoftBank upset those priests. Those priests came in and upset the old priests who were the sort of mm-hmm. um, pinstripe suited bankers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we, and moved, then, we moved in yeah. watch terms from like a gold Rolex day date to like a titanium uh, Audemars Royal Oak. And now mm. we're moving into like a Mickey Mouse watch with the hands that rotate. <laughs> but yeah. that's su- like a no, Fitbit. We're, we're, we've moved into like an NFT of that Mickey Mouse watch yeah. that tells the real time. Um, mm. But it, it also it's like so new priesthoods keep moving in. And mm. in a sense, it's the revenge of the old Taking priesthood. Taking jobs. <laughs> yeah. It's a revenge of the old priesthood a little bit because this is a this is one of the most deeply establishment companies there is in this oh, yeah, world, this, this, right? This Chase guy is actually a descendant of, like, the Stuyvesants. Mm. Like, the guys who fucking, like, ah, awesome. owned Wall Street back in the day, back in the day. So, like, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and what, but what's, what really fi- I find very interesting about it, right, is that it sort of shows that there's nothing special about these guys. Mm. There's just as big an amount of money as you can have They've yeah. sort of slowly realized that what you have to do is just push it out the door fast and just mm. allow sort of, you know, hu- and instead of being directed towards some kind of goal to sort of have human effort kind of randomly evolve mm. and just sort of take on strange new shapes like, uh, in, uh, you know, Darwinia. Well, well, this is the thing. We've actually finally come back around to like 
unironic gift of prophecy stuff. Like, by this point, if you were the right person, if you were this Chase guy, or like one of other, like five other mm. people, you could start a hedge fund that says, you know, once a week, I will go up on top of a mountain, I will cut open an animal, I will look at its liver and its kidneys, and then based on that information, I'm going to invest mm. in a series of companies. And the effect would be absolutely yeah. identical. Augury Capital. Hmm. We've yeah. just had a business idea, TM, TM, TM. It's yeah. our yeah, idea, can't you take can't it. take can't it. Touch it. Well, next shirt, next shirt's idea. Yeah. Gu- guy yeah, guy in like is. a contrast collar shirt, staring over a mass of entrails. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, did no one make that shirt? No. Unless you're one of the people we asked to make shirts. Yeah. In which case, still don't make it until we ask you to make it. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> okay. But, you know, right. maybe we will. Uh, are we ready to talk about a, uh, a little... A little, a little city. Just a little guy. <laughs> Just a little birthday boy. Uh, Milo, did you know the diapers.com guy wants to build a utopian megalopolis? Riley, qu- question. Yes. What's diapers.com? <laughs> and also, I, I feel like the title the gives away. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, listen, Thomas More and fucking Aristotle and Plato and shit, everybody's mm. invented a utopian society in their time. Why not for the time that we live in, which is the extremely stupid one, should it not yeah. be diapers.com? Yeah. yeah. The guy from diapers.com. Now, is this, yeah, wait, is diapers. diapers.com, is this like a regular diapers thing or is this like an adult baby thing? <laughs> no, no, this is a guy who's rich enough to have his utopian megalopolis profiled in Bloomberg. He was the CTO of Walmart. Right. Yeah. Okay. He's. So what are the, I mean, again, sorry, I, I really hate to drill down into this so much, but why? What is diapers.com? <laughs> that that, would, that you, would be you don't... a place where you could go to buy diapers, I imagine. But that's yeah. so stupid. Like, you wouldn't, like, you wouldn't have, like, tables.com. Oh, you want to buy, or, like, I don't know, fucking keyboards.com. Like, that's, it's too general. So his first big success was diapers.com, which he sold to Amazon. Then he started a competitor, Jet.com, and sold it to Walmart. Um, and, so, and then he became like a big wheel at Walmart. Uh, and so what I f- think is, it's almost cute, basically, what he's done, right? Uh, is he said, hey, I'm going to... Uh, I, I, I've sort of... I have lived this very sort of charmed life. I have multiple hundreds of millions of dollars. I nor anyone I know really, as long as I want them to, will never want for anything. Um, And uh, then what I've done is I read a little book called Progress in Poverty. And then I came up with an idea. Oh, no. (laughs) No. Not Not even Atlas Shrugged. No. We're playing the hits. This man... I, I knew you knew that I would recognize that title. This man is a member of an arcane and dangerous sect, one that was justly suppressed by the governments of its day for its esoteric weirdness. This man is a Georgist. <laughs> it's so cute. And it's so Georgism fun. is a 19th century economic philosophy that essentially the boss and the worker are both on the same side being exploited by the one overclass in existence, the landlord. <laughs> and the thing is, right, if you sort of read a summary of Georgism really fast without thinking about it anymore, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. The landlords are deeply parasitic. But wait, 
what about all the other stuff? What about, say, you know, actually working? It's like, no, no, the great thing is, goes Georgism, if we can just make the state the universal landlord and then everyone pays the state, then sort of all of the problems in society will kind of just be naturally fixed. Yeah, it's and kind we of like, that, it's yeah. like the left-wing equivalent of like the right-wingers whose only deal is a flat tax. It's yes. like, okay. it's, it's something that like you've sort of agglomerated on, you've clutched on to one weird trick. And the one weird trick in Georgism is land and the yep. taxing of land and the ownership of land. And what I think is really funny about this, right? And I think we're sort of you sort of see this in places like Neom and um, you know, like uh spoiler alert, regular trips to Neom. This place is compared to Neom. Hmm. Um because it's also very stupid. Yeah, well, no, I, because I'm living in both. <laughs> it's um, very I'm, funny when people encourage a comparison where you have to be like that's bad. <laughs> you don't want to be like that. But what I think is really interesting, right, is that there's this I think there's this tendency when things are in times of sort of great turmoil uh, for wealthy idiots to go and create doomed intentional communities based on like one thing that they read one time. I mean, they don't have to be wealthy idiots. I mean, a lot of the sort of like uh, religious revivals, like the fucking burned over country in upstate New York that ultimately produced, among other things, uh, Mormonism. Like the the shakers, uh, shit like that. But like the movers, <laughs> the basis you rollers. But no, it's you, you're exactly right. Like uh, it, it just like all of these guys realize something is wrong and they want to get out. But also they're egotistical enough that they don't just want to get out to their bunkers in New Zealand, which is much more practical. Until I stove the fucking hatch in with a pickaxe. Uh, That's right. It's it's like no, I want I want to build society in my own image. I want to build it my way according to my crackpot ideas, and it's just so beautiful and so fitting and so perfect that this oh, guy would be so a they're, Georgist, they're the, the ultimate crackpot ideology. <laughs> they're stupid, but they also they have the instincts to know that something is up. They're like horses. Yes, yeah, or, or and rats so on a sinking ship, I guess. And I mean, I think like it's it. Oh, it makes perfect sense that this guy's trying to build a Georgist because Georgism kind of works in I don't know in the world in the era of free real estate. But there's no such thing as free real estate anymore. And again, no, it doesn't work. But mm -hmm. it's sort of you understand how you'd come up with it back then. Yeah. But there's no free real estate anymore. So the idea to build a five million person intentional Georgist community uh, <laughs> to bring on a, a new fairer phase of capitalism is hilarious. Um, the Brian Georgetown massacre. <laughs> says, if, Episode title, please. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> if you went into the desert where the land was worth nothing or very little, and you created a foundation that owned the land, oh, and people Black moved Hammer. there with yeah, and created and people moved there, and tax dollars built infrastructure, and we built one of the greatest cities in the world, the foundation could be worth a trillion dollars. Do you think we could get this guy to subsidize Black Hammer and their projects? <laughs> yeah, they deserve one another. Um. And if the foundation's mission was to take the appreciation of the land and give it back to the cities in the form of medicine, education, affordable housing, social services, wow, that's it. Yep, that's it. Uh, yep, that's how it happens. Yep, the state is an organization that coordinates the provision of services, uh, and that's the main thing that it does. There um, is nothing coercive going on here. No, it just sounds like there's like a fight going on in the corridor. <laughs> it's like a lot of door slamming, a lot of tussling. Yeah, that's, uh, the, well, that's the class struggle. 
Yeah, it's well, they're they're fighting. It's a Georgist battle. You know, the, the Georgists are fighting <laughs> the Chartists in there. Two guys be- it's the Monopoly guy and a worker beating the shit out of a landlord. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the establishment fears this, and it's Mr. Moneybags and like a big steel worker both rolling up their sleeves. So, That's right. the wealth sharing that would come from the foundation, Laura says, he intends Making to build... Making off a lead shoe to hit the guy. He <laughs> intends to build the city in the desert, mimics the way employees at startups are paid in stock. He says he's planning a city uh, much in the way he'd launch a business. For several months... Yeah, uh, this, Yeah, <laughs> this guy, uh, Mark Lohr, sorry, um, uh, and a handful of colleagues have tra- painstakingly brainstormed the new municipality's official values and developed its <laughs> logo. So they did the hard stuff first. <laughs> I want. I, I. I want to see this logo though. It, it, oh. what, what's What's he calling this city? By the way. Oh, it's called Telosa from Ooh. the Greek Telos. Here it is, Telosa, and they are creating a more equitable and sustainable future. Oh, I love Something their like renders. That. It's built out of fucking renderite, and it looks like uh like fucking Naboo from Star Wars. <laughs> so what I think is interesting, right? He says, look. In these plans, like sometimes they've come from governments. This is where uh, the Neom comparison comes from. But he's also been investing in, he's basically been doing all the fun stuff. He's been coming out with, of like, like the official font of Telosa. Sorry, sorry. Hold up a second. I just, I'm just yeah. scanning this article here. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, Y Combinator uh, also tried to do a, a utopian city. Yes. And they hired. The guy they run, they they hired to run it, was the the guy who created the website Icon has cheeseburger. Oh no! Yeah. Why wouldn't you no. want him to be your non democratically elected that, mayor that, more that, or less that, forever? That lasted a year, by the way. So I hate the Elon Musk segment of the economy. It's that everyone in it is so annoying. I also do, though, deeply love the idea of some guys sitting around like, "Well, we're going to build the fourth row. First thing we're going to need is a good font." <laughs> so, any ideas on the font? Yeah. We go in yeah, We could call sand. it Times New Roman. Yeah. So, someone get me the guy. Times Fourth Roman. <laughs> someone get me the guy who created funny junk. We need to build a city. We need to build the second Las Vegas. Um, but also, interesting. Here's another uh, uh, TF callback. Lore is the largest invest- investor in flying taxi company Archer, which he believes will play a big role in his intentional community. (laughs) My flying taxi's crashed and I'm sobering up. Yeah, uh, so it's, this is, if you know someone, you want to know, realize if someone who's planning a big thing is serious or not, ask if they intend to have everyone get around by flying car, Mm -hmm. and if they say anything other than, you're ridiculous, please get out of here, you'll know they're entirely unserious. Uh, Basically, he says, look, if all we do is land could essentially go, he says, from a barren piece of desert to a modern day city worth billions or even trillions, if only everyone wants to live there. And that's his big insight. Does uh-huh. it not occur to him that there are some reasons why people aren't living in the middle of the desert? And it's not just like random. It's not like everywhere. It's not like a fucking Age of Empires blank map where everything starts out as desert and then you just start like putting lakes and stuff in. Like, does he not realize that, like, for example, when the last time they built a big city in the middle of the desert, I don't know, fucking Las Vegas, there are actually major problems with Las Vegas that are beginning to become apparent. Like the fact they don't have any fucking water. Yeah, but if you do a Georgist city, 
then it's super libertarian, but also very caring. So mm. everyone will be like all of these problems their, will be um, innovated away. The, the, their logo does look like a butthole. Is the thing. Yeah, we've we've got this wonderful logo of a um it of a looks... of a ring of triumph being held by two hands. <laughs> it look it looks quite a lot like a big rotating uh, anus to me. Yeah, and I mean to be to be fair, compliment sandwich. The anus logo is good. Okay, a lot there are a lot, right. lot of things that are problems, but the the fact their logo looks like an asshole, cool. Yeah. So, uh, he the says we have a chance. Looks like shit. We have a chance to prove a new model for a society that offers people a higher quality of life and greater opportunity. When I look out 30 years from now, I imagine equitism serving as a blueprint for other cities and even the world, and Telosa being a place of pride for all who live there. No, like, best case scenario is it's like fucking free cities. Worst case scenario is this guy is just... No, no, absolutely not. It's going to be like uh, fucking... Depending on your point of reference... Either Dubai in that one video game Spec Ops the Line, or Dubai in real life, depending on like how bad things get in thirty years. Well, what yeah. the the, comp- the comparison that I get, of course, is Neon, right? Because he wants it to be pretty similar. He says, "Look, we're going to have a ha- a fifty thousand people living in a circular neighborhood of fifteen hundred acres, and it'll be easily walkable. And then we'll layer fifteen hundred acre neighborhoods along that, um, and." We're going to have all of the infrastructure underground. Where have I heard that before? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have like all of this smart infrastructure and pavements. Yeah, and basically I, I, gonna be I, live in, I live in Tilosa. Yeah. I work doing all of the stuff that keeps everybody else alive in the dark underground all the time. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I actually love Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, they claim all of that's going to be completely of automated. But again, do. it's like, yeah. Oh, well, there's going to be flying cars and robot bin men. Diapers.com presents Omelas. But what I what I, the re, what I think about this right is that Saudi Arabia, like they built the line, sort like of. they actually yeah. were able to put a shovel in a ground and build at least elements of their dumbass city. Mm. But I think because I think there, there's because and I think this is a process that's been happening for like 40, 50 years. Of the just degeneration of the ability of not just the American state, but basically anyone in America to do anything. This is basically just uh, Bjarke, Bjarke Ingels' uh, design. Oh, fuck. Is uh, he on it, too? Jesus. Yeah, it's him. This is basically just... What a name. This what is a just a, a guy who got rich making two companies that just got bought by other bigger companies mm-hmm. because they sold diapers or whatever. Mm. This is just him having fun with models. Like, he might as well be playing Warhammer. This is just because these kinds of big energetic projects, they don't... Because it's all it is, it's just a way to funnel money from rich rich idiots into the hands of designers. It's like a big... It's like a, a version of the mound that claims to fight climate change. Well, mm. now Which we the can... mound did, actually, now that I remember it. Oh, so it's just the mound. Um, well, this is actually a callback to an even an even older generation of TF. But I remember before talking about like certain kinds of rich guy ideas as being basically like having a really precocious seven year old around all the time who's like, "Look, I've drawn a city. It's in the middle of the desert, and it's all going to be underground. And the bin man is a robot, and everyone has flying cars." <laughs> but somehow, because they're a billionaire, people are like, "This man is a revolutionary. Yeah, we have to take it seriously, I suppose." Mm. Right. He doesn't explain how any of it's going to work, but I presume it will. He's rich. (laughs) 
So it's like he says, as he talks about the details of Telosa, he keeps running up against the tensions of his vision. He told his mm, staff that he tensions between his vision and reality. He told his staff that he wants its initial residents to be socioeconomically and racially diverse. But he also knows that you can't just hire the population of a city the way you'd staff a startup. Mm. It's not a controlled city and it's not a private city, he said in one of the larger meetings, before musing that there must be some trick of planning to get what he's after. If there's a diversity no. enhancing secret. Oh, he's inventing redlining. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, also, sort of. If redlining were not already a thing, it would be necessary for this guy to invent it. Also, I want you to know that I posted the butthole logo in the Trash Future group chat. And a mm -hmm. friend of the show, Matthew Lubchansky, who obviously is not privy to this conversation, and just saw the logo in, in isolation, immediately said, that's a butthole. So I'm once again, history has vindicated me. It's a butthole. But mm. Also, he says, he assumes that there will be a, a move-in day where all 50,000 initial residents show up at once and go through an orientation. That would be huh? manageable, maybe, if you were the Chinese state and not for anyone else. Well, that's the thing, right? It's because the whole point of this, he thinks, is to find a new way of living more equitably uh, while being sort of carbon negative, living in all of these things, right? But the idea that we're going to build a SimCity arcology in the desert in order to fight climate change while New York is basically like realizing that it sort of has to be wound down as a going concern with public infrastructure mm. is sort of ludicrous. It's, it's almost insulting. Yeah, fake, fa fake country. And yeah, uh, mm. yeah mm, no, fake. Yeah. It's not real. Yeah, it's it is, there is it, nothing. It's a series of scams built on top of other scams that's been persisting for 300 years. Mm -hmm. And finally, like, the line of credit has run out. Yeah, it's like, it feels very much, mm. right? Like, um, like, like the townsfolk are waiting for the delivery of their white elephant, and people are starting to sort of look around and realize that maybe nothing's coming. Mm. Yeah. The emperor's new white elephant. <laughs> it's like when prophecy fails, but the prophecy is like having an economy. Yeah, well, or or even it's not even having an economy, just the ability to do and accomplish things, mm. right? Like, oh, like, yeah, fuck that. Like the fact is, right? They, Who's it, doing stuff? <laughs> like, but all of these, all of these sort of uh, 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 these dreams are at once like quite perturbing, right? Mm. Where there's there's this sort of slim possibility that the diapers dot com guy might make himself a kind of suzerain of like <laughs> half of Nevada mm. and by getting people like, you know, 10,000 people to live in a SimCity arcology. Where mm. on the other hand, it's like, well, wait, this is where it's it's worrying that it will happen. But also it's like, of course, it won't happen. But and this is where the effort's going. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like the, the, the vision that this sort of so monomaniacally. The fact that it's the guy from the diapers website as well. Oh yeah, right? incredible. That these are the only people left who have sort of any freedom of action. You know, the state had his legs cut out from mm -hmm. under it. Um, you know, again, 40, 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the the financial apparatus of the country really just has to kind of keep. It's now blind. It has to just keep sort of feeling its way forward. Mm -hmm. And you know, if they try to, if there's any kind of sort of uh, constraint put on the free fake money pump, no, it all falls down. And mm. like, yeah, it's just these big pools of, of, of money held by these guys who read like one book one time and then decide, well, I'm going to start a utopia based on my vision yeah. and I'm going to run it like I wrote. I, I ran my diaper the, website. The, the only telling thing is that the one book that they never read that like gets them to start an intentional community is Capital. <laughs> mm. Wait a sec. What the f I'm reading this and it says I'm the asshole here. 
I'm good. Yeah. I mean, basically, like, if you if you're a guy, if you're a rich person who like reads Capital, you're essentially like Engels, right? You're like yeah. factory owner sidling up to worker and going, you know, I think it'd be cool if you and the boys got together and just kicked the absolute shit out of me. <laughs> and it's like, that, like, like I want, great guy I want on you Reddit. to literally kill me. Factory owner on Reddit who's like, am I the asshole? My <laughs> M20s workers uh, are, are saying that I'm extracting their surplus labor value. But this is something that I've always done. It, it, the last thing on Tiloso, right? It's, uh, it's, it's moronic. It's, it, is, it is the product of, an adult, of a mind addled by success in oh, the yeah. stupidest and, economy we've ever had. Still, like, like uh, this is the thing. Uh, things are only plausibly real enough to be dangerous, to harm you. Like, this is real to the only to the extent that, like, it could lead to, like, 10,000 people dying trying to eat sand in the desert, right? But, like, well, I'll say it's, it's dangerous in one other way, hmm. which is that all of these sort of utopian, don't worry, we're going to fix it easily and cheaply and in a way that's, like, fun, right? Hmm. All of these hmm. plans. What they serve to do is like they starve attention and resources from I don't know. Let's build a flood defense for the for the subway we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, let's. Uh, oh, we can't charge too many taxes, or else maybe the you know our you know software developers uh, will move to Tilosa. It's sort of it's like the hyperloop. It's just a kind of omnipresent. Um, it looks like a very like a a kind of a promise of a utopia, but it's actually a threat. Mm. It, the threat is. I'm going to invent a community that's better than anything that was ever created by humans. And because I think a lot of sort of, again, media, media opinion formers and um, finance people and politicians and stuff are deeply stupid and craven, like they always fall for the obvious trick. And again, that's partly their job, right? They're, mm, they're yeah. Washington generals. They're supposed to get like mm. hosed by the Globetrotters. It's just in this yeah. case, the Globetrotters are also clearly moronic. Are nowhere near as good at basketball. They're <laughs> really bad at basketball. <laughs> like, it's the, the Harlem Globetrotters are, in this case, a, a bunch of ordinary guys with below average hand-eye coordination, and the Washington generals are people who have been hogtied. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I think that's yeah. that sounds like a pretty good place to put a little button on this one because you have to go to comedy, don't I, you? I have to go and do comedy in Russian. Ah, oh, fun. What if you were gay? Huh, huh, huh. <laughs> Things of that. Wow, age. that's what a what yeah, a progressive You can, you act, can never Milo. get a laugh like that in English. Yeah, yeah. Actually, to be fair, uh, are you performing for the Russians? Count from would Sesame Russians would never laugh at that. If you were like, "What if you were gay?" They'd be like, "Oh no, what if that? <laughs> I must go immediately to the sauna to become straight again." <laughs> Just naked other men, yes. As straight as it gets. All right. That all was right. close there at the comedy show. <laughs> yes, whip me with those twigs right on the ass. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, we're all going to go to the banya. God, I want to go to a banya. TF banya. I want to go to a banya. I want to go to the gay banya at the yeah. straight hour. I just want to go get, to the get, banya. Get the studio mm. a banya. We just have a spare room mm. that's a banya. Yeah, we, we hire a full time Russian guy to just beat the shit out of us with twigs. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, anyway, we're, we're sauna angles. Thank you for listening, everybody, to this episode of TF. We'll see you in a couple of days on the bonus one. Yeah, which is the live next. One, next, which will be the next live, live show is coming to you from the city of Tilosa. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Get look, they needed podcasters, and you know, we really <laughs> we're, were. We're coming to you from the diaper dome, the center of all social life in Telos. Join us in the underground diaper octagon. <laughs> <laughs> just, they they have like logistics, but the only thing it's equipped to handle is diapers in any direction. Mm. You turn on the tap, diapers. Yeah, you can shit yourself anywhere you want in that city. <laughs> so it's a constitution. That's the one law. Other than no landlords, that's the one law that they have, mm. which is you can shit wherever no you landlords want. Landlords free shitting. Yep. No law. No gods. No masters. No landlords. No big boy pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's no, right. No, no, uh, no uh, sphincter strength. No, that's it. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Just pure loose hole. All right. All right. I got to eat dinner. Uh, you got to right. go do comedy. I do. Uh, Alice needs to go and uh, buy another watch, I assume. I, I genuinely do. I, I'm going back and forth between these two. Okay. Well, so we'll do that. We'll see you oh, on the- has got to go give a Lithuanian some money. <laughs> we'll see you on the bonus episode. It's the live show. And then I won't see you for the next free episode because I'm going on holiday. Uh, so I'll see you on the next bonus episode after this coming yeah. one. So I'm also going on holiday, but I'll be back infuriatingly just in time to see you on the next free episode. <laughs> so uh, everybody, while I'm gone, I want you to treat Milo, Nate, Alice, and Hussein with the same respect you would treat me. Oh, don't do that. No, no, no more, much please. More. Much Far more. more. <laughs> yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.